welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is Court Winsett. Good afternoon, Katie. And Cameron Spence. Good afternoon. How are you guys doing? Woo! <laughs> oh, well, Court's a little spicy today. I am anything but happy. Wow. Oh, okay, we got Grumpy in the house. Well, you know, I'm I'm a fan of bears, but I particularly like the grizzly kind and the polar kind, and we're dealing with a different kind of bear lately. Yes, if you follow our other social medias at Pickler Wealth Advisors, Pickler Companies, we put together a great document. Cameron was kind of the mastermind behind making it beautiful and interactive. Well, thank you. <laughs> and it is something called How to Survive a Bear Attack or Bear Market. <laughs> if you go back to the beginning couple episodes we did, we really talked about what a bear market is and what a bull market is and just kind of how they got their names. But really, this is something we put out to our clients and really thought it'd be a good episode to talk about because it is something that a lot of people are dealing with. They're hearing bear market and that is a ultimate jargon term. So we're hoping this episode is going to kind of explain to you. So when you hear someone say bear market, you're going to go, oh, well, Katie, Court, and Cam taught me all about it. Basically, it's really easy uh, for our clients, for investors to get spooked by a bear market. Mm -hmm. And the natural instinct is to, I guess in any kind of bear attack, is to run or bail. Uh Um, So this document kind of helps guide people and calm them down and make them realize it's, it's not the end of the world. This is a common occurrence. Yeah. But before we get into the document, we do have a fun list that we've put together. And this is Team Mascots Featuring Bears and Bulls. So we'll start out with bears. So the first one, the Chicago Bears. Of course. The Bears. The Chicago Cubs. Minnesota Twins. You need to explain Minnesota Twins, because a twin is not a bear. It's not, and I actually uh, don't have the answer. I just know it's TC Bear, Twin Cities Bear. I guess bears occur in Minnesota because it touches Canada. Well, yeah. But I don't know the history of why a bear is their mascot. Mm -mm. I mean, but I figured the Toronto Maple Leafs, like, Court, you'd be all about that, because it's Carlton Carlton the the Polar polar Bear. bear. Heck yeah. yeah. Um, Why don't they just have a a leaf mascot? (laughs) I'm glad that they don't. I, I would much rather have the, the polar bear. Um, Boston Bruins, their mascot is apparently Blades the Bear. I'm seeing a, a pattern here. There are a lot of hockey teams that have bear mascots. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, Louis the Polar Bear. Now that's interesting to me. Yeah. But the same goes for the next one that Katie has. Like Memphis Grizzlies, Grizz. I mean, that is a badass bear. <laughs> Sorry. It's awesome. Like, people are like, why in the world is a grizzly bear for Memphis? Well, they started in Vancouver, which yeah. made more sense there, and we, yeah. the team transferred to Memphis, but yeah. still. The Grizz has like really changed over the years from when it first got here, just like how he looks. Okay, the next one, Utah Jazz, Jazz Bear. Jazz Bear. <laughs> jazz Bear. <laughs> I will say when our teams play against each other, Grizz looks way better than the Jazz Bear. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> The Houston Rockets. They're, they're the Rockets. Why do they have a bear? I don't At least put them in like an astronaut <laughs> costume. Their, their mascot's name is Clutch the Bear. Oh. I get multiple for number 10. Actually, we'll just kind of round robin it. UCLA Bruins. Okay, yeah, so these are college ones. University of Montana, Bear on a Harley. That's pretty cool. Baylor Bears. Belmont University. UC Berkeley. Mercer University. And then there's uh, Ole Miss, who's having an identity crisis. They were the Rebels, and then the Bears for a minute, and then Land Sharks, and maybe they're going back to the Bears? Yeah, I don't know what they are, but they're always Hottie Toddy and Colonel Reb. Like, that's always going to be... It's like people who say it's uh, Memphis State and not University of Memphis. Like, most people in the South will always call Ole Miss the Rebs. Yeah. 
Okay, and then we got the bulls. So there's not as many bulls, uh, Chicago bulls. Benny the bull. Yeah. The Houston Texans Toro. <laughs> and then rounding out the list, we have a few more colleges. We've got University of South Florida Bulls, the University of Buffalo, Victor E. Bull, Ooh. and then Utah State Big Blue Bull. Now, <laughs> reading this, I just realized something. I mean, I knew what both teams' mascots were, but Chicago has the Bulls and the Bears. Like, I never put that together. That's crazy. Yeah, that's fun. Okay, so enough of the fun. Not really. Like, come on. This is we're gonna try and make this fun. Oh, we're this talking, is gonna be fun. We're talking about a field guide, tips for surviving a market downturn. Okay, let's get into this because again, as we said, this is really a document we put out to really help people understand what's going on because there is a lot of anxiety when things are not going the right direction. No one likes to see that their account values are going down and and you see it whether you're investing with a financial advisor or if you're just, you have a 401k because you're investing at that point. Understanding a bear market. The standard definition of a bear market is when major US stock indexes like the S&P 500, Dow Jones Industrial Average, or the NASDAQ fall by at least 20% or more. A bear market is not so much a technical definition as it's an expression of a particular market sentiment. Bear markets are normal. They tend to be short-lived with an average length of less than a year and they can create great buying opportunities. Okay, I wanna read that again. They tend to be short-lived with an average length of less than a year, and they can create great buying opportunities. Yeah, I'd say if this entire document was boiled down to like one key point, that's it. Do y'all know how a bear market got its name? I do, but I bet Court can explain it better. <laughs> You are the Mr. Polar oh, Bear Man. My word. Okay, so bears attack by basically pounding down on their victims. They, they they jump up and then pound down on their victims. And so that downward pressure is kind of the pressure that the market is experiencing and thus a bear market. When a bear attacks, it's pushing down. The market is dropping. Versus uh, the opposite. Versus the opposite with a bull. When a bull attacks, it usually attacks with its horns and it usually attacks upward with its horns. So the idea is that the market is going up like when a bull is going up with his horns. Is that um, called goring? Is that the right term? When a bull like... Well, I think only if he hits you. Only if he hits you. If yeah. there is impalement. If there is impalement, then it is a goring. Katie, this reminds me, I think like episode one or two, I remember you doing the finger thing. Yep. Bear down, bear bulls. Bear down, bull up. Yep. Because that's the way you can remember it. Yeah, you know, bull up, bear down. So what is a bear market and how does it work? Uh, what do you guys think fuels a bear market? Like optimism, happy happy times? Uh, scared, <laughs> freaked out. Bad things. People become pessimistic. That's <laughs> the key word, pessimism. That's what fuels it. Uh, while there tends to be some type of economic events, such as inflation, recession, falling stock prices. Man, those are scary words. Uh, <laughs> the issue is perpetuated by a pessimistic outlook from investors. Because of this pessimism, Selling increases and stock market prices can plummet. So it's kind of a simple concept. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fear-driven. Let me jump in here with a quote real quick, because it, it just rolls okay. right off of the whole thing let's about go. pessimism. Here, let's hear your quote. So Sir John Templeton, uh, American-British investor, he is quoted as saying, Bull markets, bull markets, are born on pessimism. Keyword. Grown on skepticism, mature on optimism, and die on euphoria. Ah. I love that. So that, that quote is, is kind of broken in half. You have on the front end pessimism and on the back half optimism and euphoria. It's, you can almost visualize the roller coaster yeah. here. Yeah, and that's a term that we've said a lot. It's a roller coaster. You're along for the ride. And are you going to hold on? Yeah, and, and it's interesting if you think about it, just because 
Bull markets are born on pessimism. Pessimism is what drives a bear market. So what does that tell you about a bull market? A bull market is always going to follow a bear market. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Every time. So facts from the field. We have had 26 bear markets since 1928. Bear markets tend to last an average of 289 days, 9.6 months, with an average loss of 33%. Compare this with the multi-year span of an average bull market, 27 since 1928, which lasts an average of 991 days, or 2.7 years, with an average return of 159%. So you hear that we've had, okay, 26 bear markets to the 27 bull markets. And in that 26 bear markets, the average was 33% down. But in those 27 up, those bull markets, a return of 159%. So that should automatically put people at, not at complete ease, but a little more ease if they're if they're comparing This that. is not a new thing. This has happened a ton since 1928. So oh, this sure. is not something new just because of the pandemic or the government or things like that. It's It's been around. Now, tagging along to what you just said, and the, the visual helps. What we think is probably the best visual in this booklet or this webpage is a map. It's the history of the U.S. bull and bear markets. And I'll do a quick plug. Uh, anyone can go to picklerwealthadvisors.com forward slash bear to look at this graph, but it just, it lays out all of the bull markets versus bear markets. And it's amazing how few or how short lived the bear markets are. It, yeah. it, it really helps put this entire document together when you visualize this map, when you see it. Well, and th this kind of goes to the grander scheme of things of how when we talk to somebody about whether it's a financial plan or their total investments, we want to, yes, focus on right now, but we're looking at the bigger picture. We want to take a step back. And that's what this chart is showing of how impactful. Yes, there's, you know, times where there have been bear markets and they have not been fun, but it is followed immediately by a booming bull market. You know, what happened in the past is guaranteed to happen in the future. That can't be said, but it's one of those looking at the trends of history. That is what it has told us. For instance, on here, I'm just pulling some random data. We have a bull market of 12.3 years and then a bear market of 1.5 years and then a bull of 3.4 years and then a bear of nine months. So you'll see it's a, it's a big, big range here. A lot of bull, a little bit of bear. Yeah, and when we started this thing, we talked about how these bear markets are buying opportunities because I know we've said this to our blown in the face, but when you go to a store and you see a sale, that's like, ooh, I'm going to buy that because it's a store that you love. It's a product that you care about, and it's now been discounted. The same is going for right now is stocks, companies that you know are good, solid companies that you would invest in when it was a bull market. Well, when it's a bear market, you know you can believe in them, and that's maybe a buying opportunity for you to take advantage of it. But how, how do we survive? That's what, the question of how, the day. How do we survive? If you're going to invest in the stock market for any meaningful amount of time, you'll at some point be faced with an angry bear market. And that's that's what happened. You get this sentiment when this is going on. You're, you're angry. You're worried. You're concerned. You want to just like get out. And that's why we really wanted to do this because it's do not panic. And so we've actually got some steps in here. But, you know, when the market drops, it can be tempting to jump out until asset value is being climbing up again. But then that can lead to costly mistakes because that's turning into timing the market, which is a game that is very dangerous to be playing. Through this, we're going to talk about three steps towards surviving a bear market, including being prepared, avoiding panic, staying confident. And so these are our keys to success to learn how to stay calm 
and follow the plan. Because like with everything, with if it's a financial plan, if it's a personalized one, everybody has a particular plan. And that's why it's so important. You know what these dollars are doing and how do they fit into this plan. I love when things are in threes. <laughs> do you guys want to each take one step and then we can round robin the keys to success? Sure. Katie, how about you do step one? <laughs> okay, be prepared. <laughs> Isn't that like the Boy Scout thing? Yes. Like, always be prepared. That's also Scar from Lion King. Be prepared. prepared. Okay. We're, we're not going to say anymore. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> if a bear market catches you unprepared, your chances of survival are weakened. To ensure survival, your preparation should be both mental and physical. Okay. Yes, I said that. Mental and physical. Mentally preparing yourself during good markets by acknowledging that bear markets, while completely unpredictable, they do happen. And quite frequently at that... Think back to when we talk about those emergency funds because life happens. Life happens and bears happen. I mean, that's that's part of it. And if you're going to play the game, you have to understand that this is part of the game. Never be surprised when the next attack comes along. Being well diversified. Oh, hey, this is like a greatest hits. Don't we talk about this? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Diversify as much as possible. Well, diversification can help cushion against losses. Having multiple levels of liquidity, which that's kind of a jargony of making sure, again, not all your eggs are in one basket. You've got different buckets of money doing different things, maybe invested different things, having different goals and plans associated with them. So having those multiple levels of liquidity will ensure you have cash in time of need. Hey, 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 emergency fund. Mm -hmm. In every bear market, there are likely certain segments of the market that get hit much harder than others. Again, that's why you don't have everything in one stock and that's your whole nest egg for everything. It's extremely difficult to forecast these ahead of time. One preventative measure you can take is to diversify within the equity market as well as across asset classes. That was a fancy line. Can we break that down? <laughs> I mean, that's where it's, you're looking at diversify within the equity market. That's going to be... Buy lots of different stocks. Buy, buy be different parts of mutual funds and stocks and throughout asset classes. That's again where you have your... Also, there's different markets. You know, you've got international markets. You've Real got, estate. You know, like, so yeah, there's that. And then of course, there, there's also the idea that you need to again you have to have different levels of liquidity and this this one when david made this point it really clicked with me because if you think about it if you suddenly are in the need in need of some money and the market has taken a downturn so all of a sudden all of your investments have have lost some value mm -hmm. now is not the time that you want to be cashing those investments out no. you need money if you have some cash on hand that you can reasonably easily access and leave the investments that have the, that the price has dropped on, leave those alone for now and wait for those to bounce back, then you know you're you're in a good position because you haven't truly lost until you sell out. Right. And so yeah, absolutely. That's why I said kind of okay. If Cam told me he's wanting to buy a house in the next year, well, his money we're going to make sure that's very protected because you know he's going to need that very soon. Versus if it's his retirement money. And, you know, Cam's going to be working alongside us for forever. He's never retiring. So under this be prepared, we've got some keys to success. Keys to success. So let's round robin I these. I feel like we need like a, a special sound. Bum, ba, da, ba, keys. keys. <laughs> okay. Your keys to success. Understand that bear markets, while unpredictable, they happen. Mm, develop and update your financial plan with your trusted advisor. Match your money to your goals. Yes, 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 yes. Diversify your portfolio. Being well diversified can help cushion against losses. Focus on your goals and review allocations. Mm, 
work with your advisor, your financial advisor, to assess your risk tolerance. Mm -hmm. If none of y'all out there that have listened to us have ever sat down with me and played the Riskalyze game, you can come in and meet with me and we can do we can do an assessment of your risk tolerance. You get a score and it helps us very much in determining what kind of portfolio we should have for you. It's a very fun game to play with. Court. It is. It's, it, it, it is. This is a very important one. Practice staying calm. Just mm. chill. Mm-hmm. Chill. Have an emergency fund. Know that you have the resources, like your advisor, to weather a crisis. Remember, downturns don't last. And don't miss out on market rebounds. If you sell everything when the market has taken a downturn because you're just spooked and you want to get out of the market because you just see those dollar amounts just dropping away, and so you decide you want to sell everything, then guess what? When the market does turn around and we get back into a bull market and everybody else is recovering and there's their, the value of their portfolio is going back up, guess where you're sitting? You're sitting in cash. Okay, Court, give us some words of wisdom. A quote. Remember, every farmer or gardener knows that the most bountiful growth follows a heavy storm. Seek safe harbor with your trusted financial advisor, and you'll weather the storm just fine. Patience is key. Okay, and then the last thing, again, this is a visual, um, waypoints of the market. And we've already kind of talked about this, like optimism, euphoria, bull market, you know, ends, and then you start having unease, denial, panic. And that's where then you get to despair. And despair is where a bear market ends and then turns into hope and relief and optimism. So it truly is that roller coaster, just that up and down and that it's going to happen. Are we ready for step two? Step two, do (laughs) not panic. It has been said that the best tip for surviving a bear attack is to play dead. Now, uh, in my opinion, that'll, that'll be good practice for when you're dead just a few seconds later. I'm sorry, you know, maybe we're not talking about that kind of bear attack, but no, get some mace. <laughs> Seriously, get some mace. So what we are talking about is the, is the kind of attack that happens when the stock market is down. The most important thing to remember when it comes to an angry bear market, do not panic. Remember, don't try to outrun a bear. They can reach speeds of 35 miles per hour and running <laughs> only increases their appetite. All you accomplish by panicking and selling is converting short-term market fluctuations into actual losses. Let me read that to you again. You're turning short-term market fluctuations, market goes up, market goes down, into permanent actual losses. You have not lost anything until you sell. Mm -hmm. Now, remember, we are all in the same boat. However, this boat is not the Titanic. We haven't run into an iceberg We're not going down with the ship. We're all in the same boat together. The ship will right itself. It's just, it doesn't happen overnight, okay? What do we say? The average uh, bear market lasts nine months, approximately. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's a waiting game. But you will find that your pain tolerance, when you reach the maximum level of pain that you can tolerate, that's when the market, that's when the bear market will go away. Can I give some uh, words of wisdom? Absolutely. Give it to us. This is from our buddy Peter Lynch, famed investor. You get recessions. You have stock market declines. If you don't understand that's going to happen, then you're not ready. You won't do well in the markets. Yeah. I mean, that's why like the stock market isn't for everybody. And you've got to do your risk analysis. Figure that out. Okay. Our keys to success for the do not panic. Keys. Keys. Number one, play dead and stay calm. Don't make any sudden moves, aka panic selling, because sometimes doing nothing is the right thing. Sometimes I've heard some people say like, I'm just not looking, I'm trusting the process, I'm just, I don't want to see it. 
Yeah. Number two is keep your fears in check. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. It might feel overwhelming, but don't give in. <laughs> Live your life. Don't let market fluctuation consume you. The cost of panicking could be missed opportunities to recover your asset values. Seek guidance from an experienced, trusted advisor for your financial health. The most powerful market rallies are three times more common during bear markets. Let's break that down for a second. The most powerful market rallies are three times more common during a bear market. If the market is down... Then you got nowhere to go but up. Yep. That's a good way to look at it. It's going to rally. It's going to go up. Psychological research informs us that once you sell out of the market, it is emotionally much more difficult to invest back in the market. Mm -hmm. It's all about time in the market, not timing the market. You'll hear us say that a lot. Listen, we're not about trying to make the perfectly timed buy that's going to get us in right when right when it's something's at its lowest. You buy when you need to buy, and you you, you stay. We're not day traders. <laughs> the long game. No, yeah, we're not day traders, and that's why if you ever come and see us, we spend the time with our clients. We're talking to you. We're not sitting there hovering over, watching you know every second of every day, like trying to time and get in at the right moment. We're looking at your overall plan. We've taken a step back and looked at the big picture while looking at the immediate picture as well. So understand that when stock prices go on sale, nobody wants to buy, but that's when you should. It's sort of a a euphemism. When we say stock prices are on sale, what we're talking about is during a bear market, those highly attractive stocks that everybody wants to own are actually cheap because they've dropped in price and that is a good time to buy. Well, and I'll put a plug here is um, something, and it may already be later in this, but it's dollar cost averaging and that what that really is, and that's kind of a jargon, but for instance, you're putting money in your 401k every month, or if you've got an investment account that you're disciplined savings, a hundred dollars a month in there or something, then even when we have these markets where it's gone down, you're just buying in cheaper. And so one month you may get in for $2 a share, next month's $3, the next month it may be $2 again. So it's really averaging out, but you're consistently buying in. And even within your one share that you're buying, one stock, you're diversifying with the prices. Mm. So that's a really effective way that don't stop contributing because you really are taking advantage of those lower costs. Just to be transparent, I got to give this plug in here. Although it may help with your overall plan, diversification and dollar cost averaging does not assure a profit or protect against losses in declining markets. So it's it's not a guarantee doing this, but it is just another tool that you mm-hmm. can do. And so really that's kind of like, just don't stop what you're doing. If right. you've already got a discipline set up, it's not a bad thing to do. Yeah. We'll wrap up the keys to success in, in the do not panic category by saying practice frugality. Okay. As a psychological reminder of your focus of control. Very good. Now we're on to step three. This is me, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Step three, be confident. <laughs> Have a plan and stick to it. Simple, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Internally and externally, you will be assaulted by emotions, family, friends, co-workers, advisors, in quotes, and media screaming one message. The market is doomed. This could be the end. I throw in there like TikTok, social media, yeah, right. all that. Everybody loves to say that. Always remember that no one can predict the future. And the most important thing we can do is have a process and plan that will give us the best chance of success. I mean, that's what this boils down to, right? Have a plan and stick to it. Mm-hmm. In order to remain confident, you must resist the temptation to give in. As with all good plans, focus on your end goal and embrace new opportunities. I mean, Katie, that's why we make financial plans, right? Yeah. Because you give them that long-term view, this plan that they can just follow. 
Mm-hmm. And that's why we want to know, like, what are what are these buckets of money? What is their goal? Because then we can know, okay, you're going to need this soon. Let's allocate it one way. You're going to not need it for a while. Let's allocate it another way. And yes, life happens, but that's why we meet with clients regularly to review their financial plan because the financial plan is this living, breathing document, this entity, right? Yeah. It's not like you meet with them once and follow that plan for the rest of your life. No, nope, it's constantly changing. And that's where I kind of tell people, like, I want to be as involved in my clients' lives as they want me to be because we need to know about the good, the bad, and the ugly. We want to know all the things because it, it makes a difference in your overall plan. It does. And with all good plans, things happen. And sometimes you have to pivot and go on the other re- yellow brick road instead of the red road. I mean, whatever, you got to pick. I love it. All right, let's hit the keys to success for Be Confident. Bum, ba, da, ba. Keys. keys. Work with your financial advisor to reassess your plan status versus your goals. We just talked about that. Yeah. Keep breathing and do not give in. Look for strategic opportunities created by markets. Take advantage of great value. Buy low, buy low. (laughs) Accumulate shares through dollar cost averaging. We've talked about that. Resist the urge to sell stocks in a bear market. When a bear strikes, focus on your end goal. Calmly remind yourself why you are investing and how your assets allocation addresses both your appetite for risk and your desire to meet long-term goals. Review your financial plan to reassure yourself that you're still on track. Somebody give me those facts from the field. Historically, the portfolio survival rate for investors who were prepared, didn't panic, and confidently maintained their investments is 100% even during the most ferocious of bear market attacks. Give me that percentage one more time. 100%. (laughs) I think that's a pretty amazing statistic. Mm -hmm. Remember, every bear market is followed by a bull... I know this has been said a number of times, but I want to throw this out there. Every single person is unique, which means their plans are unique. And so I can't stress this enough. What your friends are telling you, what TikTok, what social media, what any of these people are telling you, it may be right for one person, but it may not be right for you. And so that's why it's so important to have a relationship with whoever it is to make sure you're doing the right things and you're on track and you don't give in to the peer pressure of what someone's quote unquote advisor who's just a guy on TikTok trying to tell you what to do. And I'll give one more shout out. You can find this document at picklerwealthadvisors.com forward slash bear. And then I also want to give a shout out to um, some of our references that we use for this document. We have Nathan Twining, Charles Schwab, Sound Dollar, Merrill, First Trust, and Paula Jacobs. So I wanted to give a thank you uh, (laughs) to these awesome resources. I mean, a bullseye is really just this whole thing. It's, uh, I mean, the steps. Be confident, be prepared, have a plan, don't panic. And how my biggest takeaway would be like, if you're nervous, pick up the phone. If you're if you're a client of ours, pick up the phone and call us. If you're not a client of ours and you kind of want to just have some advice, come and talk to us and we'd love to try and help you out. But don't be miserable and worried. Have a conversation if you're confused or you're panicking. Bullseye. bullseye. <laughs> All right. For my bullseye, I will say it's easy to just focus in on the panic during a bear market, right? You feel stuck. You feel claustrophobic. But zoom out the 30,000 foot view. And it's helpful to look at this graph. It's not ours, it it belongs to First Trust, but we utilized it. Mm -hmm. And just look how short-lived the bear markets really are in comparison to the bull market. It'll make you feel a whole lot better. It makes you feel like it's not the end. That's my bullseye. There's a a chart that has circled on the interwebs now for a a few years. It's the the chart about surviving a bear attack, a a real bear attack. (laughs) 
and it gives the advice for how to survive a, an attack by a black bear and how to survive an attack by a brown bear. Yeah. And then it, it tells you how to survive an attack by a grizzly bear. And then it says that if it's a polar bear, just kiss your butt goodbye. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that I want to absolutely, we've been joking about the idea of a bear attack. The one thing that I can, I believe, safely guarantee without getting into any trouble with compliance is that a bear market attack will in no way physically harm you. So... All you have to do is is be calm. Your your life is not threatened at all. You will make it through a bear market attack. Whereas I can't make that kind of guarantee with a polar bear attack. So keep calm and carry on. There's my bullseye. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's the closing bell. You've made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to our favorite, your favorite, not our favorite, subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beam directly to your device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about me, Katie, and Cameron, we have a website where our information is available for all to see. That website is bullcastpodcast.com. You can also leave a comment, suggest a topic if you'd like to hear us talk about something, or volunteer to be a guest on the show because we're just all about the guests this season for some uh. reason we also have pictures if you like pictures we have an instagram handle it's at bullcast podcast and we have words on twitter it's uh the handle for that is at bullcast podcast as well we actually also and i never mentioned this but we actually do have a facebook page we do you can, it was the og it's been around since yeah. the beginning so you know you can check us out on facebook as well and if you'd like to find out even more information about me and katie and cameron you can go to our work website we've mentioned before that we all work for a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And if you'd like to find out more about us, more about the amazing team that we work with, and more about our boss, David Pickler, please feel free to go to that website. That is PicklerWealthAdvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, I have given you everything you need to go forth and be merry and remain calm and carry on. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cam. And we're out. <laughs>